Hello, everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode 77. I'm Jackson. I'm joined not by M this time, but by Luke again. Hello. Hey, it's me. Normal yeah. this time. Yeah, I'm um, <laughs> right. Last time you were here, we did a fake GDP because we were covering a bad mech show. This time, uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're, we're still, still covering, still a, covering bad a bad mech show. Mech show. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Hey! But thank you for joining me. Um, I'm doing some extra beach houses due to the uh, situation with the strike, cancelling a bunch of other podcasts. Um, M's off doing a tactics let's play, so he's not here for this. So I've called in some friends to watch some other anime. And this week, uh, Luke has joined me very kindly to watch Valve Rave the Liberator, the 2013 Sunrise show, right? I think so, yeah. 2013, I believe. Uh, yes. Um, 24 episodes long, two-core Sunrise Mecha show, uh, directed by uh, Komatsudo and written by Ichiro uh, uh, Okochi, who you may know as the writer of such classics uh, as Code Geass and Gundam The Witch from Mercury, which we haven't seen yet, obviously. I mean, you probably have. I have, actually, yeah. Yeah. I never actually quite finished it, though. Uh, I will get around to that at some point. Not because I disliked it or anything, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah uh, and so that's that's what we're doing today it was like so you suggested this and I was like I was also thinking about doing this because it we, we <laughs> I knew it was on your list of find out for myself yes. and so that's why it was front of mind for me <laughs> and it's one that ever since I saw it a couple years ago it has been just kind of grinding away in there just rotating uh, in the mind mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah fair enough um <laughs> I know it as a sh- like kind of infamous show that gets brought up as like, man, remember fucking Valve Rave? That was stupid. Um, in a it similar sure vein to uh, Cross Ange and uh, Guilty Crown, which were the last ones of these. I did. Thank God I didn't do an episode in Guilty Crown. That would have been boring as shit. That was, that was the worst one. This is better than Guilty Crown. <laughs> All um, right. that, I'm glad to hear that. But uh, <laughs> not as good as Cross Ange is where I was saying for now <laughs> on this uh, watching bad anime to see if it's good because uh, I can't trust people train that I'm on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cross Edge definitely has uh, actually has some qualities of a good show. This is just dumb in very fun ways. Uh, yeah, so Valve Rave, 
Falvary of the Liberator is, is set in the true calendar 71, uh, when most of humanity lives in space, uh, thanks to the development of the Dyson Sphere, which is the city that they live in space, which they don't explain in the show. So, like, when they start going to Earth and reveal uh, the Dyson Sphere was just a normal space colony the whole time, I was like, oh, okay. So it's not a, it's not it's a Dyson, Dyson Sphere. It's a Dyson Sphere around an artificial sun, is what they say at some point. So it's not really a Dyson Sphere. I'm like, a Dyson Sphere is fucking massive, mate. Yeah. You, you can't have like a dyson sphere and earth in like an orbit situ- whatever it's fine they're the fake mm-hmm. space colonies it's the kind of Gundam situation we've got uh, space colonies um and the world is divided into two main powers uh the dorsia military foundation uh and the atlantic rim united states the aris uh, as it is known, um, the Dorsia Military Pact Foundation are, as you can imagine, uh, Space Prussia, uh, as is legally required <laughs> for mm-hmm. every one of these shows. Uh, and the uh, Atlantic Rim United States are the other guys, the legal- Legend of Atlantic Heroes. You got the fucking Prussian guys, and you got the e- like benignly evil bureaucratic guys uh, f- yeah. fighting for power. But what's this? <laughs> what could oh, there no. be? Could there be a small third nation declaring neutrality in this war? No, it's not small. <laughs> this is what we lo- so. Let me go find. Let me go find the screenshot. I love this map so much. Uh, yeah. So, so there's there's, there's the map. Where's the? You got to find the map. I don't have the map on me right the second. But I think is it on? Uh, I scroll up a little bit here. Yeah. Okay. I found it. It's just that you go on the Valvray Wikipedia. It's on there. Oh, great. It's tremendous. Perfect. Because the way they talk about Arus and Dorsia in this show, and Gior. Gior is the third the third faction, the, the, the orb, if you will. The way they talk about Gior is as this, like, defenseless, uh, unarmed nation that can't do anything against the military threat of Dorsia. But then you look at this map, and Gior is probably maybe not the biggest, like... Um, in pure map size, but uh, they're doing pretty well in their Crusader Kings game, you know? They have um, basically all of India and China. So, like, yeah! superpower, <laughs> absolute total superpower shit. Uh, like, uh, Aris is the entire uh, Americas, like North and South, um, but also Greenland, and then like Europe and africa up to east germany and like draw a line <laughs> down the entire earth and that's where yeah. they're like they're like advanced stops straight right? through africa right so they have one of the scandinavian countries the most i forget i don't know the order of them but i think it's sweden um but i'm probably wrong uh, that's norway on the west though. is it norway on the west yes they got norway but they I don't think, have sweden thing, right yes. I, i'm deferring to you so <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't have iceland iceland seems non-aligned or part of Gior. not sure what's going on there also, why there's a West and East Germany, but they're both part of Dorsia. Not sure what's going on there either. Just uh, a lot of little joys on this map. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Aris are, you know, the America, the, the shitty... Here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give the, um, what the show says. The show says, uh, the Dorsia Military Foundation, a child born from countless military treaties, and the Aris, the Atlantic Ring United States, which came to be through trade agreements, which are the two mm-hmm. the two things you can do as military and trade. Don't ask how trade. <laughs> don't, don't ask. Don't ask what we're trading and how. <laughs> like, yeah, don't ask how why Aris has its own separate like fleet. That is, their ships are literally just American like 
uh, aircraft carriers the way you think of them now. Four of them strapped together. The idea that like militarism, the, the idea that militarism and trade are like different things in how empires mm-hmm. build is so fun. Like, but the military is there because they're trained because they're like taking the resources. That's what I am. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so that, 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 that's these things. And then the next line is, is this, and this was like the opening monologue of episode three. And then I was like, man, this show is going to fucking suck. Episode two. Episode two. Isn't this episode three? Is it, is it really episode two? I think yeah. it's episode two. I think it is. Uh, yet in the thir- yet a third right. nation managed to prosper in the shadow of those two giants. <laughs> it was a tranquil- in the shadow. <laughs> it was a tranquil country. They heralded peace and neutrality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder what country this is meant to represent here in this anime. Which n- tiny little baby neutral country mm. is trying mm. to just trying to figure it out between the the evil Western superpowers? Oh right, it's Japan once again. Uh, yep, Orb look, is back. Orb is back. We've done this it show, again. And like comparatively, this show is much more aware of the like facade of neutrality that Japan applies in like life and also uh the gr is applying in anime compared to gundam seed like this is not quite an orb situation it just has extremely those vibes at the starts um but when it eventually gets to like talking about the like gr scientists right it does at least be like yeah this neutrality is fake they're here to make some weapons baby (laughs) (laughs) and then they don't use them yeah, they get they, invaded and they uh, just don't use the weapons they made for precisely this situation. And then I don't get it. They just kind of stop appearing in the show and we're like, yep. okay, we're, d- we're done with that plot. So now we have to briefly go through the 17th. Remember how Cross Island was like, we were like, oh man, it's like every new episode is a new anime plot. This is mm-hmm. kind of like that again, but uh, I'm way less excited this time. <laughs> yeah, much like not as fun about it. Uh <laughs> Like, so the Valve Raves are the mechs of the show, and the first episode is about what the fuck's his name? Is it Haruto? It's Haruto, right? Haruto. Tokushima Haruto. Tokushima Haruto, as they say six trillion times. (laughs) The Ur protagonist. Yes. Uh, Tokushima Haruto, who's a nice boy that just wants uh, to do peace for everyone. He's got brown hair. He's got brown hair, and he looks like a light novel protagonist. Uh, (laughs) And he's crossing on Shoku. uh, uh, Shoko. Shoko. Sashinami? Sashinami Shoko. Yes. Sashinami Shoko. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, No, I was looking. I was reading it. I was like, I gotta gotta nail this pronunciation. Um, Oh, yeah. And... uh, their neutral area of the like space colony they live in on the on the uh, Dyson Sphere uh, is attacked by Dorsia, uh, and in this attack he gets in the Valve Raven like the, the AI or what he thinks is an AI comes up and is like, do you want to abandon your humanity? Shoko dies in front of him and he's like, yes, I will abandon my humanity. Uh, he's, so pissed pilot. Off. Arrgh, he's, he's so pissed off. He's so pissed off, and becomes a Valve pilot and fights off and saves the day. Uh, Shoko is not dead; she's totally fine actually. Yeah. Next episode, she, she she was just in a car under the ground. Just fine. Don't worry about it. Completely fine. The whole um, thing about him being really pissed off, that's just over with. It's just an excuse to get him in the robot. Uh, the first series becomes about the mystery of why the Valve Raves are like this. Uh, what's happened to Haruto by giving up his humanity and becoming a like weird mecha vessel. Um, but the only Vampire. thing... At the start of the series, the only thing he can do that's different is... Uh, he can bite people to become like to possess them in like a vampire situation, but and also uh, he's immortal. Neither of these two things appear yeah. to have any downsides. There, there are downsides that are revealed significantly later in the show. Um, yes, 
but they're not present at the start. So this first this first series where he's like, I'm such a monster. No one else must bear this curse of living mm-hmm. forever and being a really cool pilot. I'm like, mm-hmm. he literally part? gets in the first episode, L. Elf, who we will get to. We'll get to, uh, yes. <laughs> it, like triple taps him, <laughs> like shoots him twice in the chest and once in the head. And I'm cheering because that's what you should do to every light novel protagonist. But uh, it it is an excellent moment and then he just immediately after it's revealed that he can go vampire mode and he's fine actually yeah. uh and it's like damn so the, the first season's all about um the the school kids in their little like area of the sphere module 77 uh declaring their themselves as their own independent nation and fighting off the dorsian military um uh, using the power of the valve raves uh they do this for 12 episodes a bunch of other like mysteries happen there's like characters learning themselves and uh, the show's really really sexist to saki to Rukino, mm-hmm. uh many times Oof. Uh, Oof. which we're getting into specifics uh, until it's revealed that this isn't just a legend of the Curious situation it's also uh logos is behind this and it's yeah. also an Evangelion. <laughs> uh, we're doing all the plots here. Uh, because uh, it turns out that between both of these two like factions controlling the world uh, is the Council of the 101, who are... Mm-hmm. What's the name of the aliens again? The Magius. The Magius. I was like, the Magi? But the, the Magius. The Magius. Um, who... Uh, operate in the shadows and like put the world on a certain path they don't interfere that much but they're like in charge of everything and stop everything from going too far uh mm-hmm. and then the objective becomes about uh el elf and harito teaming up to expose the magia's control of the world um they manage to do so uh and the world gets into revolution uh the magia's are overthrown and the they uh, create the third galactic empire yeah, which is translated in the first few episodes in the subtitles as the Third Galactic Reich. Um, I listen. All right, I believe that that is intentional, yes. strongly. So yeah, so they they, you know, the show ends. Um, Harato, the, the the downside of the valve raise is revealed, uh, which is that it like you the power the human power it uses to charge itself is human memories, uh, and in his final like attack, uh, Harato uses up all his memories and becomes like an empty vessel. Yeah. Um, at the and end, so he, so he basically very tragic, a very very tragic and sad. As this becomes the foundation of the new uh, human empire, um, which is totally not super the most evil thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and we mm-hmm. cut to like two hundred years in the future, uh, and all the characters are still alive because you know they they all took the immortal juice. I guess they haven't used Valrave enough to lose all their memories. Yeah, it's not clear because they do show them still using the Valraves. Yeah. Like uh, it, it is. I something is different. There's something that is different about what the Valvraves become after this revolution happens. Uh, that yeah. I don't know. And no clue. <laughs> it just becomes this like new age of human prosperity, and aliens come to uh, attack and steal the evil secrets of the human empire. Before uh, Shoko emerges, Genki as ever, like we should be friends. Actually, I would never do evil. Um, while I say from my position as the leader, the of immortal leader of the, Empire, of the one of the Golden Reich. Seven, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe the most evil being to ever live. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of in broad strokes the whole show. Uh, now, where do we want to? Where do we want to go? There's a whole bunch of areas we could talk about. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, the the thing we didn't really cover is that running behind, uh, like 
making all this happen essentially yes is sicko of all time um l elf l elf Kalstein. Uh, yeah uh mikhail um who is like basically kind of accidentally runs into Haruto at the beginning of the show. He's a he is a Dorsian like special forces operative, the most competent man you've ever seen in a light in your life. Like he's he's called the like the one man army, he killed 5000 people was <laughs> by himself, uh, you know. Um and a lot of what the show is is like LL trying to actually do the job of making a country that is at war work and everybody uh, who's a bunch of private school students going, no, we should all hang out and just be friends. And uh, why are they shooting at us? I wish they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, Like (laughs) it is. It's so weird. I don't know where like necessarily the focus of the show's sympathies like, cause like the first episode, I watched the first episode and I was like, that was fantastic. Um, until the last 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really liked the start. I really liked uh, this uh, weak-ass little boy uh, with his, like, I just want peace in my private school uh, and mm. his, like, weird fake confession with Shoko. Um, and I like the way that, like, because Elf comes to him and basically says, like, oh, yeah, I'm sure it would be nice if everyone was equal and you could have peace, but you actually have to do things in the world uh, and stop being a fucking baby. <laughs> it's um, so interesting because Elf is, like, you know, he is unflappable. That's, like, he, he doesn't... He, he is always on the mission first and foremost. And seeing this weak little piece of fucking shit complaining and <laughs> like gets to him so much he has to stop the mission and be like no i need this random kid that i just ran into in the middle of our operation needs to be corrected but like <laughs> more than more than that more than that like in the first episode like taking everything in the show ignoring all of that as the first episode is one story right like yeah uh haruto and his belief is that he doesn't he he doesn't like conflict because he like not just the uh he wants peace right he just the uh, the idea of losing he doesn't even like sports right the idea of introducing the possibility of loss mm-hmm. to any side makes him feel uncomfortable and bad um, yeah which I relate to as someone who has also watched sports and I'm like man I feel bad mm-hmm. <laughs> but like it's like a total it's a take it to a total extreme um and he's brought out of his shell by LL and like the tragedies that happen. Uh, but they're wrong. Like, Elf's fucking wrong because he gets him murdered. <laughs> like, he yeah. gets into a robot, he does a brief thing and becomes, like, a weird social media icon, uh, and then is, like, <laughs> shot in the face in, like, four seconds. Like, it does... Like, the advice to self-actual... Like, to... The idea that you, like, a nice boy can self-actualize through, like, stopping... Um, stopping being, like, a wishy-washy guy and, like, taking action is not actually a real... It's not a real thing. You can't just like mindset mm-hmm. change your way into making the yeah. world work. You just get murdered. You get in a robot and you get murdered. Um, and I really like that. And then he magically came back to life immediately. And I was like, well, okay, I guess, I guess, whatever. Yeah. There was like 10 seconds when he first got murdered. They thought it was going to be a time loop. Oh, you <laughs> thought it was going to, oh, a time loop. I, thought, like, I didn't think he wasn't going to not be in the rest of the show, but I thought he was going to be a time loop. I thought it was going to be like an old weird, like, oh, it went this way, this time situation. Mm. Um, those were a beautiful 10 seconds let me tell you <laughs> you were imagining a fantastic show there <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I really, I really like that first ten seconds. And then when he gets up and it turns out the actual the answer is magic, uh, I was like, well, that's not that's not a life lesson. That doesn't like. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> if you had the power of magic, it would change the tide of a war. That's so fucking useful as advice to give to ten year olds in your television show. I guess. <laughs> Should have just been born to the private like school. weird scientist uh, school. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> And then the bulk of the rest of the season is about uh, El Elf, who is so like, they're a Suzaku and Lelouch thing, basically. He's doing Suzaku and Lelouch again. Har- Haruto's like, but I don't want anyone else. I should be bear all the sins and no one should do violence. Uh, and El Elf is uh, a genius who can do all tactics at all time. But like, oh yeah. Lelouch has... <laughs> when Lelouch does tactics, there's some logic to it. And I understand that you may say, no, there's not. <laughs> I, I've watched Code Gears. He is operating on nonsense land. And I agree. I agree. Lelouch is operating on nonsense land. And mm-hmm. there's that one time that he like records an entire conversation on VHS just to fuck with another guy because he knows everything he's going to say. Um, the, the third episode of this show, out of nowhere, El Elf just says uh, three random things about like a clock, uh, where Harto mm-hmm. is going to stand, and they're like he's gonna have a hand mic in his hand and it's like when this happens make the sign uh and i'll and we can and i'll i'll help you I'll, you know you, i'll do the violence for you you have you can you know we'll work together uh and he's like no i don't want to work with you you do so much murder but then all those things he predicts happen and there is no way he should be able to know he what room he was going to be standing in in two hours with a hand mic i'm sorry that's not tactics he just has read the script <laughs> well he knew that uh Arus would want to have him as a spokesperson, so naturally he has a hand mic. I don't know how he got him to uh, like decide to go to back to the abandoned right? school. Because the plan doesn't work. I'm not work. sure how he thought that one out, but the plan doesn't work if he doesn't go to an empty classroom at this exact time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing with El Elf is I do really like him as a character, and it's yes. mostly in a really like dumb way i think he's very fun as just the like the stupid extreme of the tactics genius anime character oh he's so dumb he's oh my god i like it's just every time he does something completely insane and like there's no way that this would ever be possible i'm just having a great time like later when he like has uh haruto like shoot at the school or at at the like certain spot in the module because it'll drain the water and also at the same time like um the water will escaping out will freeze the the valve raves and i'm like yeah that's just the ridiculous stuff i wanted it's, it's so fun for me <laughs> there's a bit where Harto because like they they as they're doing this we're a school nation thing uh, they're keeping elf hostage and he keeps saying please let me run this nation for you you fucking coward useless losers mm-hmm. uh, he literally um, writes up an entire like thick document uh <laughs> just like all right i'm just i'm just gonna make this thing work here's all the possible like he, he's he's always coming up with contingency plans you know and like um as always is like ready for any possible eventuality and he's just like it clearly has proved that he can just make this work and they don't want to work with him because that thing is that like we hate violence we hate violence so much and shoko is the avatar of this as the like lacus type uh daughter of the prime minister um leader of the school wants to be 
uh, just like, no, peace. We shouldn't fight. We should all all cooperate. Uh, I hate her. I hate her so much. Um, <laughs> her presence in the show is a nightmare. Uh, and she ruins everything she's in. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, the entire first season is her going like, oh, but, but. Like, Elf keeps going, oh, my predictions b- prove that they must rely on me and my violence to get the work done of being a nation. And then she keeps, like, through the power of being Genki, uh, fixing everything. And she's like, oh, she's ruining my plans. I'm like, that's, but I'm, I'm Elf in this situation. That's not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be like, there's a whole bit where she stands on the school and is like, we're independent. We shouldn't rely on others with stand on our two legs. Our school will become an independent state that can d- negotiate with Dulcia and Iris as equals. I'm like, your school? What are mm-hmm. you fucking talking about? All, like 500 of you or whatever. Right. I mean, fair enough. They have a, like, a, they have a reasonable military force in the form of the Valbraves. At that point, but they have one. They have one. They have one. They have one, yes. And they barely know how to use it. And both her and Harato are kind of against le- letting more people use the Valbraves. Like, the f- a lot of the first season is little character Yeah, that's character the arcs. thing, is that, uh, like, she's claiming, all right, we'll go independent, we'll, we'll, we'll strike our own path, we'll do it our own way, but she has no clue actually what that means. Yeah. <laughs> because she's, like... Clearly, like, the only reason you think you can do this is because you have the Valvrave, but you won't use it. Uh, and You're she just going to use it as a hostage. You'll say, oh, I'll give it to the other side if you attack us. But that's just the easiest bluff to call. Uh, I don't know. It makes no sense <laughs> what she's thinking. She's so bad. She's so bad at being a leader. Um, and the show absolutely portrays her as, like, having this, like, powerful kindness that can cut through anything. Um, that I just find completely full of shit. It was just trying to be about <laughs> politics, I guess. Like, um... I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand uh, what we're meant to think from her other than, like, she's the perfect love interest girl. Uh, and it it really, the show seriously expects you to be invested in the, like, will they, won't they with her and Haruto, uh, which I don't know about Does you. It? Yes, absolutely. Because, like, uh, the love triangle between her, uh, Haruto, yeah, and, and Saki is, like, true. the driving engine of the show. Yeah, kind, sort of. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I feel like it's all... Uh, it's just, like, The climactic scene, and the worst scene in the show, to be clear. The, the worst scene uh, of the show is in episode 10 <sighs> of season one. <sighs> um, and it's where Shoko wins the school election uh, in a plot line that I fucking hate, because she just comes up <laughs> like, we could do it together! I'm so inspiring! It's so funny. The, the, like, the, the student council president... Who is, the show just uh, keeps dunking on, like he's a fucking... Oh my god! He's uh, clearly the only person trying to do anything here besides L-Elf. He's kind of, like, a little dumb about it, and he's very dry and boring about it. But he, cle- he, he like, they have a whole presentation of him, like, putting out a plan, alright, we're an independent nation now, here's how we're gonna manage that, here's how we're gonna keep our, like, food supplies up, right. here's how we're gonna... Negotiate. And then after that, freaking Shoko comes in last second. Um, didn't even um, put in the form herself. Had to have somebody else do it. Um, and then just says, "We're gonna have the school festival," and <laughs> that does it. That's for how everybody. she wins. That's how she wins. And it made me feel crazy because I'm like, okay, what the. F- because, like you say, the, the, the school bounce kind of present is like a punching bag for jokes. He's like a weird, stuck-up guy who the main character keeps like owning. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's way too much like 
not it's not quite Kirill Amato Yamato Lever cucking everyone, but the main character is definitely put into the situations where he's like owning all the other he's definitely the alpha guy at the school, right? That does happen mm-hmm. multiple times. But not like intentionally at all at any point. No, he's really he's not. And in like fact his body gets it. taken over once and he is the alpha guy because somebody else is using his body. <laughs> right. But it's it's extremely the the Kira thing where like he doesn't do anything. He in fact yeah. not only does he not do anything, but other characters will like non consensually manipulate him in order to get more people like falling for him and being like, Wow, I'm so in awe of how powerful you are mm-hmm. um, yes uh, like the levels of the, the power fantasy there uh but like uh so when we went to, to harrington for a second um all right the 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 uh school council president and like he's like one of these doofuses and he's like oh what a little loser isn't it so good he gets owned by shoko and no no it's actually not good the, no. the, why why is he a joke he's the only guy trying why does the show hate mm-hmm. him so much i don't mm-hmm. understand and so that is intercut uh with so like shoko's ascendant right she, she's beat this 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 loser uh, she's finally accepting her place as the daughter of the prime minister and leading the people uh by promising them completely made up bullshit about how we can all believe and run a school festival hooray uh mm-hmm. and then meanwhile uh haruto is like finally like building up the reserve like the resolve to actually confess to shoko even though he did it at the start of the season they're already married whatever it's, it's fine <laughs> they're literally already married at the start of the show to the point where like, other characters are like going you know they're already married why aren't they like dating properly yeah yeah um, and uh at the moment of like this resolve happening uh his vampire powers activate too much which have been happening like he throughout the show he's he like needs to feed on other people and like bite them mm-hmm. uh bite them that's a it's I don't, he has I don't, to bite them. He has to bite them. I don't know why he has to bite them. Like it's because it's vampire imagery, but the thing he doesn't do he, he's not really doing vampire like stuff metaphysically. So he he just has well, to Well the point I'm making here is that he what he does here is a little is not little the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so far it's been doing like he has to bite them because of this like urge uh to feed or whatever like vampire um but then it takes the vampire metaphor like way far way further into like stupid edgy territory where he goes he goes crazy uh and uh there's like a really really badly thought out rape scene with him and saki yeah terrible Uh, uh, so bad super terrible and the tragedy is meant to be that like oh now he's done this he can't get with shoko uh because he's like connected with his other girl and then he spends the entire next episode being like i'll make it up to you um i'll marry you now because that's what you do now i own yeah that's you. the punchline of the end of episode 11 is he's like i was gonna tell you this later but i want to take responsibility let's get married and i'm like what excuse and, me and like the way the show plays on the entirety of saki who is a character the uh they really are bad too like rukino is treated oh, so badly it's so in the bad. show it's um, t- really it's such a shame because she could have been such a highlight i think the setup for her is great she's great yeah she's a cool character that i liked but in this bit she's like when the like assault is happening there is like a monologue bit where she's like willingly letting herself like get raped in order to mm-hmm. manipulate the love triangle to her favor and i'm like okay you have to stop this is the worst you like yeah straight up this is unacceptable to put on a television show not only to put the like the content in right it's not just that there is a rape scene in this anime uh, which happens sometimes and sometimes it's very bad it's the the motivations of the characters involved it is done in such a way where the only character who has agent like actual agency of the scene is the woman and she's doing it to manipulate the man right <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's fucking disgusting absolutely disgusting on every level and yes the rest of it is like the the fallout of the episode 
uh, in the next episode is about how like he desperately wants to apologize because he wasn't him. He was being possessed by the Valvray vampire fixation. Yeah. Uh, and she won't let him because she knows uh, if she if she lets him apologize, he'll feel safe going back to Shoko. Uh, and the dynamics are just completely fucked. It's like, what the hell are you doing? I hate mm-hmm. Absolutely evil show. Evil show! It's like, it is the, the thing... I would I would say I like this show in a very dumb way, and then I think about these like two episodes, and I'm like, oh, yeah. There's nothing fun or like it's, it's not exploitation really in a fun way. Yeah, no, it's just it's like, just terrible. It makes you feel awful. Uh, it's bad. There's it on every level. Do not do that. I hate it. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. And I will note that after this. I'm fairly sure Harato never gets the vampire. That, that entire conceit of like having to bite or he'll go crazy uh, is completely dropped. I don't think that happens again. No, it's not dropped. It's not dropped. Uh, after that, they switch. Uh, there's, I think, early in season two, he confronts El Elf, or El Elf confronts him about it because he's trying to starve himself of runes, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, because they, they, then, they, yes, they, that's what I meant. They're like, they pivot to the whole rune situation. The, the entire context of everything they're talking about changes. Like, the entire. There is definitely ways where, like, the metaphor changes as new information is revealed. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, after this, they learn about the uh, the Illuminati situation going on with the <laughs> Magius. Uh, and then season two becomes about, like, staging an attack on Dorsia to, like, try to uh, legitimize this new Gior in the world and also help to hopefully uncover the like conspiracy going on and they eventually do um and well so they don't strictly stage an attack they weren't planning on going to dorsia they just quote unquote accidentally ended up there right they were right trying next to, to get where the... ll's uh training grounds and near his uh secret girlfriend oops accidentally showed Ac- up here <laughs> whoops accidentally got my secret girlfriend who was one of the magius who betrayed their alien conspiracies um, so season one uh, had the stuff I liked the most, uh, the stuff I didn't like the most, and the stuff that frustrated me the most. Season two, I just mm-hmm. found kind of boring. Interesting. I think I, I I think I preferred season two. I found it to be more uh, bombastic, and it has the ending which I we'll I enjoyed, and you didn't. And we'll get to. <laughs> I just thought introducing the Magius um, just put it into riffing on so many things I've seen before territory as the rest of the, I, like the entire 12 episodes like played out before my mind before I'd watched them <laughs> mm-hmm. that's fair yeah that's true um, <clears throat> and I think when the show is at its best it's just doing like character stuff with the side characters like mm-hmm. the better episodes are no- literally nothing to do with what, I mean I like the first episode aside from that the better episodes are nothing to do with anything we've talked about it's the fucking <laughs> uh, Yakuza guy the school delinquent who hangs out uh, yeah. and how he wants to get in the Valve Raven the other guy wants to get in the Valve Raven LLF like lets them both get in by their own volition like contrive the situation where okay no one's gonna let me start recruiting kids to be soldiers but i really so need these kids to be soldiers explicitly gets haruto like far away from the module so he can't defend it himself and yeah. then oops some i just happen to have these two guys who really want to get in that bit's i great. can't help that yeah. uh, <laughs> it's Ruka, really funny <laughs> rukuno's backstory is good fun um and like she takes yeah. such a backseat in season two uh oh like, my god does she after ever, episode so 10 <laughs> yes after episode but, 10 uh, rukuno is like she is a um she's an idol like her former idol who's mm-hmm. kind of lost her her star like kind of lost her popularity um 
and she's basically getting into Valve Rave, like happily signing away her humanity, um, just as a like, like yeah, I don't have any humanity. What's the problem? That's not an issue. I'm trying to be this thing, and this seems like a great route to it. Do you see how popular Haruto got? He got so many hits on his website. Or <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the show briefly does some like social media stuff in a way that's kind of dumb because it's like. First of all, it's, it's so early, like teens, like internet will save us <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's, yes, it's like ooh. nothing. There's no other mech show that is like that. I don't it, understand where it's coming from. It doesn't really go anywhere, but it's really funny because it's like it's twenty, it's twenty thirteen. Like Arab Spring was two years ago. Twitter's on yeah. the mind of the people. Like the way in which Twitter and social media functions as political tools in war is like a topical thing. Um, but. Uh, it's being written by some fucking weebs. Uh, I guess they're not weebs; they're just otaku. <laughs> Otakus, yeah. Weebs in America, otaku the general term. <laughs> I do know how. I do know how the, the terms work across the countries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been written by some fucking nerds, uh, and those nerds yeah. don't actually know about that, but they do know about idol culture. <laughs> <laughs> and so you get scenes in which, like, in order, <laughs> in order to like prop up the reputation of this nation we're starting uh, and, like, set ourselves on a better foot for, like, our war efforts, I have to pretend to be your little sister that you have, like, a sexually charged relationship with, like, with the White Stripes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and to be clear, when Rukuna does this, I'm like, that rules. She's so wise. Of course, because mm-hmm. she starts being like, oh, Haruto, Nichan, whatever. Um and yeah, he's like, she's like, no, she's straight up like, yeah, this stuff's popular, right? People like this stuff. I mean, don't you want to, like, have the public support? Come on. <laughs> right. And so, like, I like her character. I like the way it works through that. Um, I don't like that it is actually, like, rep- I don't like she actually does have this ridiculous crush on Haruto that makes no sense. That part's annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I much prefer it as, like, a strategy uh, that she's doing for her own brand building, which is how it kind of yeah. starts. I mean, there was a part where I think they, relatively early on in season one, they were kind of playing it close enough to the vest about whether it was like actually it, it was a bit or not on her part like mm-hmm. if, if she was like trying to leverage his popularity for her own ends or if she was actually interested in it. and then like that quickly devolves but i think that they played it well enough at first that I, it worked for me and it and then you know it goes bad for her but <clears throat> yeah but that's definitely the part that like, i was like damn that's, but like but then the idea that like doing little you know doing some onichan shit uh is really gonna help my national campaign of reputation for my war camp like <laughs> those aren't the same thing those aren't those are different worlds those are completely different worlds those aren't the same thing and on some level you just accept it right it's part of the show it's part of the narrative conceit it's so funny uh the <laughs> the entire world is powered by uh this bullshit that annoying attackers find cool um mm-hmm. but <laughs> it does make it very funny when it briefly pivots into being about Twitter every few minutes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and so like I, I generally like the parts where it becomes about the other characters. The one episode of season two I did quite like was the uh, one with the school council president and um, what's her face, uh, Akira. Oh, uh, Akira, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, like super introvert who has a little like den in the school that she never leaves. Yeah, I think she's probably my favorite character in the show, honestly. Like, in, in serious, besides L. Elf, who I love in dumb ways, as far as like actual characters I enjoy as characters, mm-hmm. uh, Akira is, I think, uh, quite good. Yeah. Um, I find her whole, like, I mean, obviously it is a pretty played up, like, 
she's unable to talk to anybody about her brother and she's like super freaked out um it's got a kind of overdone like bullying backstory but like i think that the ways it kind of like actually plays out for her uh i i found to be like pretty resonating and also the fact that like she ends up being one of the valve pilots because um what is a uh, uh like a mech cockpit if not like <laughs> another den you can hide in yes what is a mech if not like being on the computer if you will. <laughs> the mech is so being on the computer in the show mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah absolutely um and i i also like the episode with those because I, I like when she like bursts out of a shell at the end of the first season i like when her and her brother like have a reconnection um yeah. i think it takes a little too long for that like to build up because the way they treat the brother who is the shooter counts president um just as like a weird joke doofus character does it did seem mm-hmm. so weird because like when they eventually explain it and it's that like she was being bullied and he like looked away uh and tacitly accepted the bullying rather than sticking up for her right um, yeah and so in, in in the episode he uh breaks an order and goes out of the orbit to save her that i like that yeah you know, functional storytelling the part that confused me was the 13 episodes beforehand where not without that context there's just like he's just doing weird like sister complex no one else can talk to her stuff um mm-hmm. turns out that's not their dynamic at all but it was very weird because i that was like the loaded vibes that i was getting from that right. and it didn't work at all in the scenes because i was always going why are they all making fun of him for being too protective of his sister uh him protecting his sister is the only reason that she's like able to function like he, he is at, he is genuinely looking after her he's not fake looking after her mm-hmm. he's, he's not trying her to food and stuff because she won't go out and get it herself and all that yeah uh and so once that was more out in the open i made it made more sense but it was definitely a, like the first bit of that the the season i was like what's what's going on with these characters over here mm-hmm. <laughs> i do i think that like i it's pretty well portrayed how he is like not he's he is kind of trying he is like he is looking after her materially but the ways he's trying to reach out are like awkward and not really actually getting at what she needs like emotionally um and so she kind of is at the same time relying on him and rejecting him and it's just this strange balance that um but it's also tied up in the stuff with um uh Choco, because Choco's like, we're gonna be your friends. We're gonna like drag you out into the uh, into the, in, into the world uh, yeah. in a way that annoyed me because I'm like, it, the show just positions Choco's like upbeat attitude as basically the response to every single problem from uh, you know interpersonal bullying at school to geopolitical warfare. Um, <laughs> all of these are the same thing and can be solved through Shoko being nice. Yeah. We're just going to drag Dorcia out and over here and to say, hey, you should stop that. Um, and they basically do. So, like, the actual ending of the show uh, becomes about the um, the Magius and their actual like, council, right? Uh, yes. The Dorcia and Iris, like, team up. Like, the Valve Raves are exposed. Uh, Harto is exposed as, like, a weird immortal being. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone's mad about it. And Harto's like, oh, I should have told everyone. And I'm like, yeah, why didn't you... Simply, See, that was, oh, the other the most baffling scene in that show, baffling, uh, is when they're all like, there's basically a Dorsian like fake. They they capture a a ship that has 
uh, people getting their runes extracted, essentially. Yes. Um, and uh, it's being kept in the Module 77 hangar. Um, uh, so being owned ostensibly by the new GR kids. And so um, uh, the Dorsians just tip off some reporter to say, like, uh, hey, there's a there's a weird ship hanging out in the Module 77 hangar. You should go check it out. And he uh, like re- reveals, oh, this is what these kids actually are is blood sucking vampires. And at no point, even when Shoko turns around to him to say, like, did you know about this? It, like um, Haruto is just sitting there like, I'm sorry, I should have told you instead of saying that's not our ship. We <laughs> captured it. It's not ours. Yeah, like I get, I get. He's nursing like a lot of guilt about not, um, like telling Shoko earlier about his vampiredom, but like that doesn't stop you from telling the literal president in front of you who is currently classifying you as a different sort of being, and saying you should all be shot in a quite unpleasant school shooting scene. Um, you should just say that's not ours. We, that's not us. Instead, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Which causes a bunch of the kids to start getting shot. Who, by the way, are not immortal. They're just some guys. Yeah, and they just, just start getting just people, shot. Just murdered. humans. Um, like, not that many. It gets stopped pretty quickly. But a bunch of kids just get shot in the face. Um, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Why did many. you not? They really shot up that school pretty bad. It is nasty. Why did they not? say that's not our ship they just should have said that's not our ship it would have been the easiest thing in the world a lot of people would still be alive i don't get it hard just say we captured the ship and and we're intending to reveal it which is true that's just a true thing you did capture the ship he said i was gonna tell you about it after you could say i was gonna tell you about this ship we captured after the conference just say that just say we captured the ship and then we can move on yeah so this like complete bundling of this situation uh, causes Aris and Dorsia to team up and make the like anti-Valrave alliance uh, to kill the like fucked up guys who are usurping humanity um, and they mm-hmm. eventually reveal uh, that the like the fear of uh, Dorsia is you know um, also a- immortal he's a Magius yeah he's, he's a Magius um, which is a different situation that the kids have because they're like Magius are like possessed by ethereal aliens mm-hmm. uh, and the Valrave thing is like a new life form made by uh, Harto's dad that they all got experimented yeah. into like fusing yeah. all this together uh, still like uses up rune power which is human memories um, yes. but they don't, they're not being like Harto's not being, being possessed by anyone it just gives him that like it's like a fusion right. he thing. just that's just something his dad says um, that's not like a title like ultimate coordinator <laughs> you do have a reveal halfway that. through season 2 that uh Harto is the ultimate being and his dad made everyone um, in like a Kira ultimate coordinator situation uh, but it ends up not being like that big a deal because the show has to move so fast through the rest of the plot uh, and so they reveal they reveal the Magus Council uh, they fight the, they fight Kain they fight Kain uh, I don't know they, they say Kain oh, my internet um, died for a bit but I am back hello hello have you returned <laughs> yes I'm here did Sorry you pause that. recording? Please don't. No. If you didn't. Good. Thank God. I did not. Okay. <laughs> carry on. I'll just delete this brief bit. Yeah, so okay. they fight They fight Kine, and he comes back. Uh, well, he doesn't come back. He blows up, um, and 
they 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 win. The Magius are revealed, and the like revolution happens. Um, and then it cuts to mm-hmm. two hundred years in the future, which we've been seeing flashbacks to the entire time. Yeah, or flash forwards to, like it's a Breaking Bad episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically, like kind of the the way things have been so far is like there's like many arcs for um, several characters and like as an arc for a character finishes you'll flash forward to 200 years in the future and you'll like see them appear so first is rukino mm-hmm. then is um student council president uh renmo koji forgot his first name um and then um baby l elf not sure what's going on there um and akira also is there is one of them yes um basically anyone but, who touched the valve raves and didn't die in the course of the show yes yeah um because the immortal valve rave pilots do start dying because apparently if you blow them up in space they do actually die which doesn't just gotta blow them up good enough that they can't like heal but they do they do that doesn't make sense to me the whole thing is that they're meant to be immortal uh like immortal as like a different kind of being not that they can heal really good um, yeah <laughs> Like, I mean, they can heal really good. That's how it's depicted. But I, I thought the immortality was meant to be more, like, fundamental to the universe. Uh, I thought it was, like, a curse. They were literally impossible to, like, remove from life. Um, mm-hmm. But no, if you blow them up enough, they can they can still have a tragic mech death scene, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so the thing I find interesting about this ending yeah. is that um, what happens is, I think, pretty explicitly a bad thing. They create a galactic empire and there's like basically a mass witch hunt for these like hidden uh, Magius like throughout the world as they've been like revealed to the world to exist and to be controlling stuff to an unknown degree. And um, this is is like a pretty explicit thing. Um, And even characters in in the show like are like, did we do the right thing here? I mean, we're, like, basically genociding an entire, like, alien race here. Um, Not really intentionally, but sort of intentionally, because they did reveal them on purpose. Um, And so this is why I think this, like, all this stuff with, like, Shoko being the, like, perfect Genki girl who is, uh, like, making the private school, um, like stand on its own two feet against the the powers of the world the reason i think that this works for me is because this is what it leads to um like this is the explicit result of that um you have uh a bunch of people with no ideology trying to like create a a country and it a lot of people die as a result and you create like one of the worst possible forms of a government yeah, it's it's weird. I I read it more as like a second run of the Code Geass ending. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, which I think is a uh, fucking fantastic in Code Geass, <laughs> mostly, mostly. Don't, like, so here's the thing about Code Geass is that uh, it is one of the only p- objects in human history that I could like genuinely politically label as radical centrism, <laughs> because the belief of that show is that it's okay to do 
unimaginable amounts of human murder and military violence in order to uh, create the cooperation of the UN um, <laughs> is, is basically where that goes. And this is kind of what they do. It's just, the only thing that's different here is the aesthetics, right? Because like, it, it's called mm. the human empire, but like she's still in charge. She's like, we should cooperate together with the aliens and be, t- and be together. And I'm like, well, what fundamentally makes this different from the uh, we believe in cooperation we've invented the UN ending of every mecha anime ever um, th- other than the fact that it's called an empire right they translated it as the Reich in the first few episodes before they were like we have to stop <laughs> we have to change that that's not actually doesn't ma- ooh, that'd be weird mm-hmm. um, but like I don't know what makes this different other than the aesthetics of it and the, to be fair the aesthetics are loaded and they are important right it matters yeah. narratively to the show that this is like a a strange empire led by immortal beings with like statues to themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, those statues might be like that statue of Haruto might just be the remains of Haruto. Unclear. <laughs> uh, like as gods on earth, like if the founding fathers were still around as like mech pilots, right? It's like so mm-hmm. fucking evil. It's so evil. Yeah. So like truly deeply evil. Um, uh, I think my, so my understanding is, that there was intended to be more cores and then they ended up getting shortened or something like that. Uh, and so it <laughs> really does feel like, sense. yeah, <laughs> it really does feel like that a lot of stuff got crammed. Cause like you see all over season two is they'll just skip over what should have been an episode. And it'll be like two minutes, like, Oh, they invaded and took over this ship and they'll just get to the super important part, which is like, Oh, they found all the people on the ship that are getting like, uh fed on uh and then but like in the background they like captured uh, like an enemy like submarine but they don't really ever just state it because they just don't have time they're trying to get to all these plot beats um and i think that this is kind of a casualty of that in a way like um you're absolutely right that like materially we don't we just don't know anything actually about what this like human empire third galactic empire is uh where were the first two also um don't know <laughs> don't worry about it uh, um but um I, I i think that so like basically we just kind of have to go off of what we see and what i see is like they're still fighting people there's that rambaral looking guy in a cool skull ship at one point who is fighting uh rukino 200 years in the future um and they do after images with masks and i crack up um also <laughs> really enjoyed that <laughs> that's true they do they do do some f91 shit in the middle of the show uh, also when the aliens invade at the end of the show like, well when we say aliens invade, there are two like weird cgi aliens coming to like get the secret weapon of the humans right yeah um they're not wrong they, they have a secret weapon it's killing people right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, they do have a universe changing secret weapon over here uh yeah and it is dangerous um, and I'm like, man, you know what's good? Fucking get a robo. Uh, <laughs> That's true. And, and like, Shoko says, we can all, like, let's not murder each other. We can all cooperate and just go split half and half and be together. But I'm like, you're in the immortal empire of the race of the super robots. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. No wonder these aliens, like, well, like, we have to get in there. We have to take their technology now. I'm with the fucking aliens on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, I, I just I think I do believe that this is 
if not intentional, a really easy read for me to pull from it. And the reason why it kind of sticks in the back of my mind so much is that, like, I can sit here and watch this whole show and be like, no, all the parts that are, like, unpleasant and, like, this is just a private school and, like, they're all, none of these people know how to run a country. Well, that's, that's sort of intentional or feels intentional to me um, to why, yeah. to how it ends up here. I think you can read um, it. I, I'm definitely like less generous. I, I mean, like I, I do agree with things you're saying, but um, uh, I just think the show believes in Shoko's power too much. Like there's, I, it never mm-hmm. really like actually suggests um, that Shoko's ever made a b- bad choice in her life. <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm bringing that read to the show and like it supports that read. Uh, but I, I do think the show like wants you to care about Shoko. And it also wants you to like think that Haruto's sacrifice was like meaningful. It wants you to be like, mm-hmm. oh, the Haruto killed himself to bring about the new the new world that lasted a th- a th- 200 years. I was about to say a thousand years. I'm like, that's the things you're, 200, the, yeah. <laughs> the things you're pulling from are so loaded, dude. I mean, <laughs> do you remember when G Savior ended and they're like, we're going to create the right to live for a thousand years. And I'm like, dude, what's going on <laughs> in the colony of Gaia? Um, <laughs> similar vibes going on here. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, well, that is what the, like Haruto's death is interesting to me. Um, so, the third to last episode of season two um, is basically El Elf and Haruto being stranded on the moon together. Um, and like basically El Elf is going through like a major like depressive episode basically because his girlfriend died. Um, and Haruto is yeah, doing Haruto stuff. Um, but like basically it comes out at the other end. They come together and decide, you know, our, our previous motivations are the not working for us anymore. Let's come together. Um, we know about the Magius now. Um, let's try to create a world where um, these people can coexist together. Uh, and like, yes, finally, like it's very simple, but it is like an ideological position. Um, it is like... Um, it need like is somebody like with a positive vision for the future like doing something about it and um like the reason uh Har- sorry haruto's death to me feels like essentially that dream dying uh with him because he has not spread it to the people around him um like there's a there's a way where the runes can be like read as not just a metaphor for information and memories, but as connection. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of ties into all the like internet stuff that is kind of sprinkled throughout the show. Yes. Um, but uh, basically, what happens to um, Haruto at the end is he like he goes past his limiter and he runs all his runes out and loses all his memories um, and like becomes a non-person and i to me that reads with uh uh well with where things end up because he sort of is a person who has created a vision for the future but because he's lacking this connection to the rest of the world in his runes um um he is uh no not able to like share it and therefore the um the the country is not going to be able to follow along his 
more positive vision here. I guess so. I mean, maybe like, uh, but no, Elf is also still around, so ostensibly he should be able to share the positive vision, so it doesn't quite hold up. You are, uh, like, you are right that, like, when he says that, like, why can't Magius li- and humans live together? He does say that in the, the big final yeah. speech, right? Uh, and then all the humans kill the Magius, so... <laughs> yeah, nobody hears that but Cain, and Cain dies. Or Cain. Cain, <laughs> Cain, I guess we should call him Cain. They probably say Cain, but, you know, it's Cain, yeah, right? Cain. It's Cain. Uh, he does fucking die. I mean, the thing for me is that, like, because it's so... It's like, uh, Akiji was assistant on Guilty Crown, but like Code Geass and Guilty Crown, uh, two summarized mech shows that uh, uh, Akiji has worked on before, uh, and they all, all three of them have the exact same ending, um, in which uh, a like lone hero in a well, only one of them is really like a full Jesus metaphor, but like tries to like bear the <laughs> sins of humanity to like bring about a new age, um, in like a grand sacrifice, uh. And I would say, like, uh, Lelouch and Harato and whatever the fuck the awful boy's name from Guilty Crown was. <laughs> Shoe? I have no clue. Shoe? <laughs> I have not watched Guilty Crown. It's I might. Never. I don't know. Never. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. It's good. It's I gonna... love trash. Sorry. Hey, well, guess what? Guilty Crown. Go and watch it. It's fucking terrible. It's so much worse than this. Um but it just does they revisit this theme a lot where like a big tragic decision is made by a mm-hmm. character who's like trying to change the world and trying to bring about revolution um and in their absence uh, or at least great harm um the like new world is born uh, the mm-hmm. main difference in this i saw was just the aesthetic of the new world being incredibly fast yes. for reasons yes. that i'm like sure but like okoji um, is not a fascist i don't think um i, I don't no, know how in charge no, of this okay, this okay, aspect he was but i he, he definitely the name isn't. i know but like because like in, in kogias literally uh lelouch you know the, the end of kogias happens and they immediately form the un after all that <laughs> like it's, it's fucking yeah. crazy it's so <laughs> funny uh, the final scene of kogias um yeah but uh, assuming that like the these aesthetics are intentional Right, it does. It that, means something. Yes, that, yeah, it, does, I think, it changes. I think that the, this is yeah. not not to be disregarded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's weird. It's such. A, it is a weird thing. I guess you can just chew on it and decide. Oh, this must mean a million different things because the show isn't yeah. going to say either way. Because it's like three no, minutes at no, the no, end. No. Uh, the show sprinting to its conclusion. Um, yeah, I watched the show with a friend of mine the first time, and mm-hmm. we spent, I think, like half a day just talking about all the different like possibilities of what the hell this could mean. Uh, it's just none of it is really supported one way or the other, besides that, like, whatever they're doing is probably bad. Um, I tried to and- look up, like, I went and looked up a few talks online about what, what was going on in the ending. But the problem is they're all talking about things I don't give a shit about, like, who's the kid? What happened to Harata? Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Is well, the kid clear what happened to Haruto. Is the kid like if El Elf and Haruto's kid with whatever DNA nonsense? Like, do we get? Oh they, yes, I remember those. I saw those. <laughs> yeah, Man, stuff like ridiculous. that. Um, and I'm just over here going. That's. I, I'm glad you're all having fun, but <laughs> <laughs> those are not the questions I was exactly answering, uh, asking about what yeah. was happening here. Uh, yeah, and I also just like. The 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 characters all because I was annoyed that, that so much of the Falvrave guys died. I don't know why the uh, pilots I liked all died. Uh, like you know the um, delinquent guy dies and the mm-hmm. other boy. Genuinely, had by that point I was like, what was his personality? He's just other guy who hangs around in the school. He liked uh, Ina. He liked Ina who died. <laughs> who died? Uh, and like he he explodes and dies. 
Uh, and I was like, damn, sucks to hey, be that. He did. Uh, he likes money. That's his other thing. Oh, right. He's like, I'm going to be the richest person in the world. And I'm like, is that a character? But he does, like, maybe the funniest thing in the show, which is he puts advertisement on his valve rate. He, like, sells spots on the shields right. on his valve rate. He does, like, sell oh, advertising so much. It's so funny. <laughs> It's pretty good. It's and it's good. just around, like, for the rest of, like, his tragic death, there's just, like, <laughs> beast high energy drink on his shield as he's dying. And it's, like, this representation of him in the future that, like, people hold on to as they're fighting later. And it's this dumb advertisement. It's so funny. It is really funny. Um, but I, I found those deaths just, like, because it's rushing through them so much. And also, yeah, like, yeah. I don't understand why metaphysically they're dying because um, mm. I had like sorry, I had, like shouldn't they just actually be alive in space in constant eternal torture uh, their bodies reforming <laughs> and suffocating uh, for the rest of time isn't that actually what's happened to them um, <laughs> but the, the show's not really interested in those kind of like existential questions of like okay this like it doesn't ask like what does it mean to be immortal in a way that like defines like human um like biology it makes you not human yeah but not even makes you like the show's like oh it makes you a monster but I, i'm like taking it to be like do they make does it make your life like a, a fact of like the universe's existence like it's Im- like literally impossible to erase and there will be some form of your consciousness experiencing something or other uh or mm-hmm. does it just mean you heal really quickly and lose your memories and it means the second thing like there's no <laughs> i was very yeah. disappointed that as they were blowing up no one was asking like well, will his body gradually reform? Uh, does he? <laughs> will he be like suffocating in space for the rest of uh, time? Like, no I mean, one was from the beginning, Elf was saying, "I'm convinced that if I beheaded you, it would actually kill you." And apparently, that's just a truth. Like, that seemed like an assumption he made, but I, I guess, guess it's he's just never accurate. wrong. He's never wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he took the information in front of him and made the correct choice, as he always does. Um, which, which leaves only one truly important question, which is: Are you excited for Grandi, uh, Grandizes uh, you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> uh, so much. The final oh, man. union of two great sunrise talents, Ichiro Akuchi and Mitsuru Fukuda, are coming together in 2024. Yes. <laughs> Funded by Saudi Arabian money. <laughs> so funny. Every element of this is just like beautiful. Uh, it's so perfect. Oh, man. It's going to be my show of the decade, guaranteed. There's no way it's not. The image of Fakuda, who, by the way, Fakuda spends every single day tweeting like kind of boring, mm-hmm. um, like liberal uh, politics, just like insights into the world. But they're, they're usually, um, they're either just about things annoying him inside of a prefecture. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which is like 85% of what he's talking about which is fine normal guy thing to do uh, or they're like anti-war we should not be funding the Ukrainian uh, like Japan should not be sending weapons to Ukraine just getting people killed which I like agree with I'm like well done Fukuda mm-hmm. somehow your all politics have landed you yeah. in, the, <laughs> in the correct spot today which is that yes uh sending more weapons in is killing more people you're correct mm-hmm. about that uh but then i have to scroll down his posts and i see him standing next to his fucking saudi investor yeah. and i'm like yes i love it let's go <laughs> it's so funny oh i can't handle it it's a gift for just us two is that oh, is truly, truly um, it is like they, somebody listened to our cross orange podcast and was like i'm <laughs> These two, I'm going to get them something they're going to love. It's so true. Uh, I don't even know shit about uh, Grandizer. That's the reason I'm like, well, I can't watch that till I watch original Grandizer. I'm never going to watch original Grandizer, so I guess it can't happen. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I just looking at Okuichi's page and I forgot that he did the uh, novelization of Oh Eight Team. That makes the um, bad sexual assaults of Insto make a lot of sense. Mm, yeah, yeah, I've heard that's pretty bad. Uh, yeah, no, there's, <laughs> the, there's the things he adds there, are like bro, bro, what's up? Yeah, yep. Uh, and he did Planetes. And he he did. He did do Planetes. He's got a spotty history. But his, his like first series is Turn A Gundam. Like he's like not he's, you know, Tomona did the plot for that show, but he is one of the screenplay writers on Turn A Gundam. Yeah, he did the Barrel episode. One of the greats. It's uh, you. You start your career on Turn A Gundam. That's kind of mm-hmm. the peak for you. you, you no, no, yeah, it's just gonna be downhill. Nothing else just, you do is gonna be at that good. I mean, I'm looking at it, and it's not. Nothing else he does is that good, right? His other thing that is the most popular, <laughs> yeah, I would say, is Code Geass. I guess, like, this new... I, I will see if Witch from Mercury long-term, like, is that popular. Uh, hey, it, sh- is, it is quite popular. I no, mean, they, I mean, when like, they, the when they uh, announced Grendos Are You, they put Witch from Mercury above Code Geass on his, uh, like, uh, under his name, so... At least yeah. right now. I mean, it's right, n- right now, Witch of Mercury is definitely a bigger girl than Code Geass, which is a show that's been... For- the decade of Geass, where oh, we are living we're still in, in it. <laughs> has not necessarily lived up to its name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I still need to watch that movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, do you think? I watched all three of those compilation movies they made. I watched like, all three compilation movies, and then I didn't, you didn't watch, watch the, the original new one. The, the one. I was all I was getting all prepped up, and then the compilation movies weren't that good, so I was just like, ah. You like that one where they do the uh, Shah uh, song from um, Shah's Counterattack, but for Lelouch? Oh God, I don't remember that. There's that montage in the, first, in the first movie. That's really funny. Where all the kids are singing the Zero song and putting on their. Uh, uh, oh yes, I do remember that. Yes, correct. Thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like we're done. <laughs> I think we might be done. I think we might be done. Thank you so much for joining me on this uh, <laughs> crusade. Yeah. We uh, found out. We truly found out for ourselves. Thank you. No, this was this was a delight. Thank you so much for coming through. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you were willing to put up with my truly terrible suggestions. So. Next time we have you on, we're going to have to uh, watch a show that doesn't suck ass. Uh, Render to you. Render to you. In 2024, coming soon. Yeah. Does that show even hit 2024? Like, I mean, probably not. I'm looking at, like, they, they didn't even have a single bit of footage to show, so we'll see. But Seed Freedom in less than six months. Oh, yeah. I'm in oh. the theaters day one, midnight <laughs> release. Put me in there. Please have a theater release near me. Oh, my God. I want nothing more. It's going to come out in Japan first, so hopefully uh, it won't, like, well, I don't know. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? The the world Anything's waits possible. in bated breath to see when the ugliest anime movie ever made mm-hmm. uh, is released mm-hmm. in America uh, and the West in general. Every every single post, it's getting like fifty million quote tweets of guys posting like big head bubbles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny! Thank you so much for joining me, Luke. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, yes, I do actually. Yeah. Um, uh, we're in the middle of um, wrapping up our game right now, which does not have a public Steam page quite yet, but it will soon. So I'm going to go ahead and say uh, sometime in the next like month, um, please go on Steam and look up a game called uh, Cosmos Delivery and Logistics, um, which is a game I've been working on for the past six months or so um, and is a 
um, a space poker game where you're traveling around exploring different uh, planets, um, meeting people and cheating their money off of them. Nice. Um, uh, it's going to be pretty fun, I think. Uh, I will put announcements in Plug Zone and wherever on my Twitter, uh, which is um, at Space Drake One. Uh, I also have a Blue Sky, which is at Lucilfer, like Crollo Lucilfer. Um, uh, and yeah, that's me. Cool. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, you can Wherever find me- you see tacos, shirt grilling. So true. Your tacos. <laughs> that's me. That's me. Uh, you can find me at Headfuls Off on Twitter.com uh, and co-host and Blue Sky, uh, depending on the day. Uh, mostly back at Twitter these days, but I should probably branch out more. Um, you can find the podcast that I do mostly at abnormalmapping.com and support them on the Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping, where you can get the Great Gundam Project for $1 a month. We're about to start Double O. That's happening very soon in the next three weeks. I can't weeks. wait. Um, and that'll be that'll be good fun. That'll be a good Double O is one time. I have not seen, actually. So this is... I'm really looking forward to it. I'm so... Like... I know we haven't even done Seed in a while, but like starting a new show that isn't Seed is just going to make me feel so refreshed, <laughs> so so fulfilled. I, one more thing about Valverde, actually. I couldn't <laughs> help thinking throughout how much it... I don't know if it's just they're pulling on the same things, but it really felt like oftentimes a Seed fix-it fix sort of thing. Like they're just doing a lot of the same things. Even like Shoko even has the exact same thing where uh that Flay does where her dad dies and is killed by the boy. Um <clears throat> and or actually I don't remember if Kira does it in in, in um, Seed. I don't think Kira does it. I think it's uh I think it just happens. I think they're like okay, yeah, yeah. protecting the, the, I think he, he yeah, because Kira's not fighting. They're on the same side. He's not like in the way. Kira doesn't. Kira does not kill uh, Flay's dad. I right. don't think. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember. But they they're doing just so many of the same plot lines, and I, uh, you know, the Lucrezia team is just here. They uh, do. Yes, this show does because like Code Gears is also famous for being just like aren't they just doing Gundam Seed again? Um, because of the Lolita Suzaku Kira Nathrin similarities, but they're not actually mm-hmm. that similar. This is way more similar to Gundam Seed. You way know, like more, the, yeah. Nice boy doesn't want to fight anyone. You have literally the entire Lecrisay team is here. All of yeah. them. Uh, you have... But much the, better executed, at least. Yeah, you have the main protagonist is like the ultimate being uh, based on his like genetic manipulation uh, mm-hmm. from his secret evil father. Um, and you also have Logos is extremely behind this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, think, I think more of it is just pulling on just similar things. They even kind of dox the Illuminati. They do dox the Illuminati. That does happen in this as well. Like, I, I do agree that I think it's, like, mostly putting on similar stuff, but it is, it's really similar to Gundam Seed. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely better. It's better than Gundam Seed, but that's not, you know, that's not. Yeah, the, you know, most shows are. But somehow does have a, a worse sexual assault than Gundam Seed. That's true. That is just not, the case. Not an honor that you really want to have, mm-hmm. considering the scenes that are in Gundam Seed early on. Yeah. Yup. Anyway, thank you so much. Oof. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. A, I had a great course. time. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next time with what we said we were going to do last month, which I forgot what it was. Um, I'm. I think it was uh, editing Jackson. It was Demon City Shinjuku. Write that down. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you so much.